0: What's up and welcome to Clarity for Parents of Athletes, bringing you stories from professional athletes about their parents and how they were raised. My name is Gabe Nocer from aclearmind.com. Alright, and welcome to episode number 31. I hope you enjoyed number 30 with Kobe Jones, the U.S. men's national soccer team legend and really big icon as well. I thought it was a really, really cool interview. Next up, after this one, I am interviewing Brian Weiss. Actually, I already did the interview. I just need to edit it and produce it a little bit more. But Brian Weiss is the head coach at Georgetown Soccer for the men's program. He recently won the national championship in December that school's first national soccer championship so congrats to him but it's really good interview and we talk a lot about recruiting specifically for soccer recruiting so there's a lot of good tips on that one so stay tuned in about two weeks for the release of that episode. Now, as always, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and hope you enjoy it. I imagine you do if you're here or if you're a first timer, welcome and go back and listen to some of the other episodes with amazing guests and some informative episodes with just me. And I hope that this is going to be one of those as well. And I'll get to the topic here in a little bit. But just wanted to ask you, as always, to please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. So more people can listen to it and become more informed and listen to these stories that these athletes have about their parents and their journey in sports. Really, really important things for parents and non-parents, really. So besides rating and reviewing, please also subscribe and share the podcast to others so they can listen. There's a full list of where you can download the podcast or listen to the podcast on my website that is a clear forward slash podcasts. You can find all the episodes there and where to listen to them. So, this episode, it took me a while to really feel inspired on what to talk about for the last couple weeks, and I didn't really feel like I could bypass what's going on in the world right now with this COVID-19 virus or coronavirus, as people are calling it. Obviously, it has really impacted the way the world is. It's the first time maybe that's ever happened outside of a war where this much of the world is affected by it. Definitely, we're affected by it, it in this country and From speaking to health professionals and reading what health professionals are writing about it, it seems like it's going to get worse, maybe much worse before it gets better. I'm not trying to put fear out there, but just seeming what, just based on what these people are saying and writing, it definitely seems like it's going to get there. Now, we already have certain limitations here in Albuquerque, as many states. Well, we're, Albuquerque is a city, but the whole state actually, uh, there are no schools for the next three weeks, and that's probably very similar to a lot of other places, and some other places are starting to get on board. I know New York City is having a tough time saying there's no schools because so many healthcare workers have children who are in school. There's really a lot of uh, difficult situations all around the country, and... My feeling, just looking at what's happened in China and now Italy and Spain, that they have really quarantined everybody, basically, Uh, at least in Italy and Spain and the whole countries, China quarantined the district and the area that this virus started. So I hope that we don't go that path or we don't have to. But I think it's important for everyone to be prepared to go down that path just in case it happens. So obviously, it's had a massive effect on a lot of businesses, a lot of individuals in different ways. Some businesses having to close down as mine did at least for three weeks, maybe longer. We'll see how things go. But I trust in the universe that the universe will take care of me and take care of my business and everybody affected by it, and we will be able to survive these next few weeks or month or however it's going to last until things get back to quote-unquote normal, which obviously the economic impact is going to take a long time to get back to normal. And as well as probably the social impact and the individual impact that this has as well. There's a lot of schools that are out, as I mentioned. So there's probably a lot of questions that children are having or asking their parents, why do we have three weeks off for spring break? Or maybe some just don't care. And they're just kind of going with it without question. But if your children are like my son, he's been hearing a lot of conversations between me and my wife and me on the phone with my staff members and my friends that and he also was personally affected. He was supposed to go to a birthday party that was postponed. and that was the first time he said, "Why why did they cancel it?" And we had to tell him now. this kind of comes to my point on how to speak to children about something like this. And this is just my opinion, non-scientifically based opinion, but I trust in my heart that it's the best thing, at least for my child and his age, especially my son is six. Our daughter's twenty, we can speak to her on a different level, of course. Now I, I'm one who believes, and my wife is on my side with this, believes in being honest but not divulging too much information. So, you know, he asked us why his friend's birthday party was canceled, he he said, and we said or I told him, I said, look, there's there's basically this sickness going around and people are really trying to do their part to not get it because it can affect people, especially older people, very seriously. We kind of left it at that. Now, he's six, so we're not going to go into the statistics or anything else at that level, but we do talk, speak to our daughter, who's not in our house, just so she's aware of the situation more fully. So, the secret formula is to inform, be honest, we didn't call it a nasty bug or a scary bug or anything like that. We tried not to label it as anything but a sickness. You know, this virus, this COVID, Corona, whatever people whatever you want to call it. You know, it's it's a virus. It's not trying to be nasty, it's just doing its thing. There's obviously a lot of devastating effects, but we are the one who label it scary or nasty and how you use it to your child obviously is going to have a strong impact on them on how they perceive it. And if you've listened to any of the episodes that I've done, I speak a lot about fear and the way the path that that leads to can really have a strong effect on people people who grow up, children who grow up listening to fear, watching fear, can become fearful as adolescents and obviously into adulthood. And the more people are fearful, the less they will strive for things in their lives, whether it's on the sporting field or academic or socially or romantically later on in their lives. So I would urge... Just to be careful with how much—not just you're telling your child, but how much your child overhears in communication with your partner or your family or friends over the phone or in person, if they do come in person. But you know, I—I want to suggest social distancing or at least physical distancing from people at this moment. So that's my opinion, and the opinion of a lot of other people that I listen to and I talk to. So again, just be careful with what your child is hearing as well because children are tuned in all the time. Even when you feel they're not paying attention, well, sometimes they really aren't paying attention. But most of the time, if they're playing with their toys or something and and there's not a distraction with a screen, they're probably listening to every word that you're saying. Even if there's a screen involved, sometimes they really are listening to every word you're saying and they can pick up on your tone and they can pick up on your vibe. I would suggest and urge that everybody, as many people as possible, as you listening, approach this situation with as less fear as possible. Now, of course, that doesn't mean recklessness or carelessness, but it's that balance of being careful and cautious, but not fearful, and to trust in the process of the universe, and that everything will work out one way or another, because this thing is going to happen no matter what. It's happening right now. So we can go with the fear of that's happening, or we can trust in the process. It's always up to us. Now, if you've listened to some earlier episodes, I talk about Louise Hay and her work, and she's a woman who basically connected a lot of ailments and injuries sicknesses with different emotional thought patterns. My wife actually brought this to my attention. What Louise Hay wrote about influenza, and she wrote, which is this, obviously it's the closest thing to this COVID-19 coronavirus. So Louise Hay wrote, the probable cause of influenza, the emotional thought pattern, is response to mass negativity and beliefs. Fear belief in statistics. And I'm sure you've heard a lot of statistics if you're paying attention to the news and reading different articles. There are a ton of statistics on there, which can lead to fear. So, if we just look at these statistics in a more neutral way of just information instead of information to scare us, then we can just read this information without attaching this emotional intensity to it. Now, With all these causes that Louise Hay writes down, she also has new thought patterns for people to have. So with influenza, the new thought pattern is I am beyond group beliefs or the calendar. I am free of all congestion and influence. And there's a lot of influence going on right now. But I thought that was really, really interesting and impactful for me, at least on an emotional side, of, which Louise Hayes, she's her work is absolutely incredible, and has been helpful for my clients and for people, my friends and family, that I, if they have issues, some kind of sickness or injury, I, I read that to them, and it's really it's spot on, basically 100% of the time, at least in my experience. So I urge you to approach it in this situation from as much neutrality and trust as possible now knowing also that this is probably going to have a generational impact on us especially if things progress to the point as they did in Spain and Italy and even China in the district in the Wuhan district where this started and we have some kind of mandatory quarantine or or maybe not get to that point but still have more of an economic impact for all of us, which it's definitely having for a lot of people that I know. So we all have an individual role in it in trying to come to this place of trust and love and knowing that we are resilient creatures and we will rebound from anything that happens in our lives one way or another. One thing that I like to do that really helped me, actually, it helped me yesterday. I was actually having my wife led this detox or is leading a detox program right now. And so I jumped on board with her and we've been detoxing, but I started having like a detox response and I wasn't feeling very good yesterday. And I did a little natural medicine of meditation and I felt so much better afterward. Let, Because essentially meditation, if you haven't tried it before, it's a way of connecting yourself to the universe, to slowing down and connecting. If you do have some kind of program, great. Jump on board and be more consistent daily, twice a day if possible. It's really fantastic natural medicine. If you do not have a program, then there are obviously a bunch of articles on anything online, but there are a lot of articles on meditation and how to meditate. And you can always reach out to me and I can point you into the right direction of some resources and actually some really amazing binaural beats and waves, different waves of music, like alpha waves, beta waves, theta, delta, gamma waves, that affect your brain in different ways and you can benefit from different get benefits from different waves different benefits sorry you can get different benefits from different waves to help you out whether it's wanting to be in the flow wanting to release some kind of pent up emotion unresolved issue get into a place of inspiration get into a place of compassion these ba- these waves are essentially brain hacks to get you into different flow states. Really, really amazing to listen to these waves while I'm meditating. And I know you'll have an amazing experience as well. I know some some of the people I pointed these waves out to really enjoyed them as well. So use that medicine. It's free. It's amazing. Meditation is, is just awesome. It gives us that ability to slow down. And whenever we slow down, It's essentially like plugging ourselves into the universe and getting us recharged. You can think of it as like you plug in your lamp into an outlet and hit the power button or the switch and boom, you're energized. So that's essentially what meditation does for me at least and for millions of, if not billions of people around the world. So as I mentioned, it helps us slow down and anytime we slow down, we get a major, major benefit and recharge in life. We become more creative. We have more aha moments. And this is a great time if we're spending more time with our children to enjoy being around them, to connect with them on a deeper level. But also I urge you to have your own time as well to find that place of creativity because we are all creative beings. We are all artists, whether it's painting or drawing or music. So this is a great time if we're at home with our children more, like I am, to be able to tap in to that source of creativity. I think there's going to be a lot of goodness that's going to come out of people being at home more. I don't want to say the Q word and Say we're all going to be quarantined, which again, I hope we don't get to that point. But even if we do, we're just going to roll with it, right? But a lot of good stuff, a lot of creative stuff is going to come out of it. But essentially, spending more time with our children is always a good thing, especially when we can, can really connect with them and be present with them. That goes a long, long way in their lives as they grow into adolescence and as they grow from adolescence into young adults. Now, I'm going to post a daily schedule, which was forwarded to me by my lovely wife. Uh, It is called a COVID-19 daily schedule. This is by a woman named Jessica McHale. I don't know her, but it's copywritten. So I hope, Jessica, it's okay that I'm sharing this verbally. But I'm also going to put it on our Facebook group that we have, our Clarity for Parents of Athletes group which you can obviously join, and we'd appreciate it if you would join. So I'm going to post this. It's basically a schedule. Now, this is to help us with our children who we have at home, kind of to give them a different schedule while they do schoolwork still or something academic at home. And that way they're not in front of a TV the whole time or they're not doing school the whole time. They have a nice balance. So I'll read this here. So before 9, wake up, eat breakfast, do all that stuff. From 9 to 10, go a morning walk. From 10 to 11, academic time. Whether it's your school, our school, our son's school is actually sending stuff home that we're going to go pick up. Uh, But they can do different things. But definitely no electronics during this time. This woman suggests Sudoku books. Which actually, my son got into a Sudoku. We completed our first Sudoku together. Is actually, he was so pumped up. Is really cool. Flashcards, study guides, journaling. So some kind of academic time from ten to eleven. Then eleven to twelve, creative time. Legos, magnets, drawing, crafting, music, cooking, baking. And then, of course, twelve o'clock lunch. Twelve thirty, chore time. 1 to 2.30 quiet time where they're reading, doing puzzles, napping, which I wish our son would nap. Oh, 2.30 to 4 o'clock academic time, 4 to 5 afternoon fresh air, going on a bike ride, then 5 to 6 dinner, and then 6 to 8 free TV time. I think that's a little too much for me personally for TV time, but just a little suggestion. You obviously don't have to follow it exactly, but just something, a little guideline I thought was really cool that this woman posted. So I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it was beneficial for you and urge you again to pass it on to somebody else. Best wishes to you during this time. And remember that we can always approach things from a place of fear Or a place of trust and love. And meditation helps us get into that place of trust and love. Because remember, everything that we do, we pass on to our children. Every word we say, every vibe we put out, every thought we have is picked up by our children. And they will carry it on and that will become their way of thinking, their way of speaking, their way of behaving, and they will carry that either through the rest of their lives or until they shed their program, which, which it's okay. We're Everybody receives their programming. Your children are going to be fine, but they're going to have programming to shed just like you. That's okay. Everybody's on their own journey of life. All right. Enjoy. Look for the next episode, number 32, with Brian Weiss in a couple weeks. As always, you can reach out to me, Gabe, at aclearmind.com or through social media. And you can find those links on my website, aclearmind.com. All right. Much love to you and many blessings.